movies in 4K. Welcome to episode number 17, a bonus episode. I am one of your hosts, Bill Shetty. And I am Lady Phantom, the other one. Remember, all bonus shows are in addition to our weekly scheduled Thursday releases. So these are dedications to the fans who have left a recommendation or suggestion on BillShetty.com's guest book. This episode goes out to Lee Warner, who was wondering how black and white films look on 4K, Lady Phantom. Yes, so we went and watched a black and white movie just for you, Lee. And now we have the results. Yes, specifically for you, Lee, because he had commented and said, hmm, I wonder how black and white films look on 4K. Since he left his request, we did a little research because it's been over a month since uh, Lee has left this on our guest book. We researched it a little bit, and since that time, there was a big box set, I think, released from Universal, was it, Phantom? I think so, but I really don't remember. Yeah, it's one of the major studios. They put out a really nice box set for like 150 bucks, and it includes like four or five older movies and then three newer movies. I know, I think League of Their Own was one of them. And a couple more, more modern movies. But there was some old Jerry style Maguire. Ones. Yeah, it might have been Jerry Maguire. But there was some old films from back in the 50s. And also, there's a black and white 4K, the war movie, which is what, Phantom? Schindler's List? Yes, that's it. <laughs> and it's funny because... That's a long movie. <laughs> yes, it is. And I have a funny story with that, but I won't bother you with that right now. Well, that was a movie we were contemplating because the Phantom and I, I wouldn't say we're like nostalgic film buffs. Like I do like some 60 movies, but before that, I'm not a big historian and I really don't like going back that far unless it's a classic or something I've seen growing up or somebody says, you really got to watch this. Mm -hmm. So we was limited to Schindler's List, one of the really old films, which there isn't many out there, fans. If there's 10 black and white 4K movies, I'd be shocked. I know of personally four or five. But in the meantime and during our research... We uncovered a new 4K release that is on both of the Phantom and I's top 10 movies of all time. Yes, it is. And I was super excited because I love this movie. Oh, yeah. It's on our top 10. This is a 10 rated movie. You know our rating already, but so what? You're going to get <laughs> the details on it because we just made that statement. Now, one caveat with this, it was only released in European countries. But if you remember back to our discussion on one of our tips, that 4K Blu-rays are region-free. Yeah. So you have to order it from out of the country, but the 4K disc will work. Now, I did get this on eBay. Somebody had already done that, and they were selling it used because I'll say it right up front, this is a limited release. They're all sold out, so you're going to have to buy it on the used market if you want it, or get somebody that stashed it, but they're asking a premium price. 
a hundred plus bucks. But we will get into more of that when we get to that. (laughs) So now remember, our bonus episodes is solely the review and then the grading. Our current events and little tip, those are only for our weekly episodes where the Phantom and I are on. So let's jump into this bonus episode. are covering 1980s david lynch masterpiece in my opinion the elephant man i already said the director lady phantom (laughs) but we gotta cover the genre first yes which is biography and drama and just to let you know we have a new feature coming to movies in 4k at bilshetty.com where we're going to be breaking down the movies by a genre that's coming soon But we do have to drop biography, Lady Phantom, because for the sole reason it's limited to 15 genres on the site, this is a biography piece, but it's a straight-up drama. Agree? Yeah. Besides that, I mean, besides the fact that you already mentioned, it's not entirely a biography because this... There's uh, things added. Yeah. Joseph Merrick was never treated that badly, uh, according to... My research, he was never abducted from a hospital. And I mean, they add too much. So I don't think it can be honestly a straight up biography. Right. But this is a real person that lived in this time that it takes place and everything. But we are not going to list any movies in the biography genre if it's listed because it's such a tiny, tiny subsection of genres and it'll be very few and like phantom said anyway we would probably drop it anyway because it's not like a biography yeah true to life exactly it's it's not completely like a hundred percent accurate so right so this is a drama directed by david lynch my yeah. favorite david lynch film i'm not a david lynch fan at all he does some weird movies to me and he did put some weird stuff in here too <laughs> that's true but it made yeah. it interesting all right yeah. who stars in this we have Anthony Hopkins, John Hurt, Anne Bancroft, and John Gielgud. A Victorian surgeon rescues a heavily disfigured man who is mistreated while scraping a living as a sideshow freak. Behind his monstrous facade, there is revealed a person of kindness, intelligence, and sophistication. So what do you think about that? You want to add something to it? No, I think that's fairly okay. All right, so this movie starts off with bizarre imagery of a woman screaming with elephants superimposed on her face. Yeah. What was your impression of that, Phantom? I don't know. It was so weird. I mean, later on, the guy that is the owner kind of explains that it was his pregnant mother. And then she's somehow attacked by elephants, but I'm not completely sure that. Yes, and sure that's the that. first time I ever picked that up. I've seen this movie a good eight times, probably in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Ever since I seen this back in the early 80s, it was one of my favorites. It freaked me out. Like, it's scary to me in parts, and it's sad 
and disheartening and what this guy had to go through. But anyway, let's stick with that. I felt, I think, first time I watched it and subsequently, even though that's the first time I realized that statement that he said that the mother was killed by elephants when he was five no, years not, old. Not what? No. She was attacked by elephants when she was four months pregnant with him. Oh, that's what they said? Yeah. Okay. I always felt that this opening scene that lasts about a minute was her in childbirth. But then you must not have seen her belly because she was not, she didn't have a big belly. They really don't show that that but clear. They show this here. Is, but Phantom, this is done in such a smoky atmosphere and her face is so big on screen and you're seeing her scream and shake her head violently. Yeah. I'm just saying what my perception was over the years of what this scene signified. Oh, well, okay. No, I just saw her body and I, and I saw that she she didn't have a big pregnant belly. So, All right. So it's very weird. And then we jump to Anthony Hopkins, who is walking around a circus that's in town in London. And he is fascinated with this elephant man. He has not seen it. The show is not going on, but he is bewildered. And apparently he talks to a little kid and says, when you see it, let me know. Because he don't know what it looks like. He knows it's a human or so he thinks. So we jump up a few more scenes here. He's performing a surgery and the little boy comes in and tells him he has seen it. So after this little surgery that he's doing, which is pretty graphic, actually, he's training people or yeah. talking to other medical professionals. He leaves and goes to the circus and meets his owner, so-called, the one who has control over the elephant man, which is played by who, Phantom? Freddie Jones. Freddie Jones, who was incredible. This guy's Ugh. acting, oh, he's like at the bottom of the barrel type guy. Somebody you can him. <laughs> see. Everybody knows somebody like this, though, that just lives in the dredges of society. And he's just a bad person. Oh, disgusting. He cares he was about horrible. money only, and he doesn't care who he hurts. Anthony Hopkins pays him extra to see him not while the show's going on. So he gets a good look at the elephant man and uh, is amazed. And that is a great scene. It's Anthony Hopkins is acting. Yes, because he even wow. shows on his face like he's kind of scared. He's got this look like of bewilderment and confusion. And he like has a feeling that this guy's going to be really disfigured. And he was right. Yes, but I think nothing prepared him for what he saw. He looked mesmerized and scared. Yes. Like he managed a phase that that like of the of the utmost bewilderment and fright. It was amazing to see. Yes, so he pays his owner extra money to send him the next day to the hospital. Because Anthony Hopkins, I would say and I am going to add something to this movie that you may not feel or you might but anthony hopkins as a doctor is trying to get his name out there and he wants to portray to his peers that he is a better doctor or he wants to have some notoriety 
Now, did you feel that at all during this Phantom? I think... He went scouting and looking for something, Phantom. Yes. Yes. And then he met him and... Well, I, don't jump ahead on the story. No, no, no. I, I, I ju- I'm just saying that, yes, but he truly wants the best for him. But at the same time, yeah, there is that little thing that he wants him to give himself more of a name and everything. So it's not entirely selfless. I know? think it's it is like, selfish because even in this scene... He wants to keep it on the down low because somebody finds out some information. And then when he's amongst all his doctor peers, he parades the guy on stage that he found this guy. He is so deformed. He's pointing out all these physical attributes of the elephant man and parading him in a sense. Yeah, it's it's really, I hate that expression, hard to see, like then don't see it but it it, it is really confronting in in a way you know like anthony hopkins isn't so like in your face you know he's a good doctor though he's a good guy and in time he gets to to really appreciate him exactly and to say wait a minute i'm no better than these people you know and then he becomes his friend and he is truly cool with him and and he you loves love him. jumping ahead way in the story well yeah i'm sorry <laughs> so after this little charade if you want to call it that he ends up keeping him in the hospital and anybody that sees this guy is a fright this guy is so disfigured unlike anybody you've ever seen now this is a true deformity in real life yeah elephant's titus or something i don't know what it's no it's uh, i researched about it too and funnily enough apparently the exact cause of his deformity remains unknown but there is other people out there that have yes yeah there there is a, a thing initial studies made researchers believe he suffered from neurofibromatosis type one which is genetic but then uh upon more examination they decided that he might have suffered from proteus syndrome which is a rarer form of the same condition but then some scientists in 2001 speculated that he might have suffered from a combination of neurofibromatosis type 1 and proteus syndrome and then they used his dna to determine his unique condition but apparently no consensus has been reached so basically, they don't really know what was wrong with him. But definitely, there have been other people, and we have watched documentaries that suffer from some kind of this that make the, uh, their limbs to be very, very deformed. But I don't think anybody has suffered it as much and in such a high degree as him. Okay, yes. His face is all disfigured with lumps, big protruding lumps. He's got boils all over his whole body, back, arms, everything. He has one yeah, good like use more. of his right or left arm. Left hand. Yeah, it's perfectly normal. Too. Yes, his left hand and, and arm are perfectly normal. The other one he has no use of, and he's got to walk a weird way, like on his heels, on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he can walk. Yes, And a fascinating thing, and this comes into play too, is he cannot lay down. 
because of mm-hmm. his protruding head and something to do with breathing and stuff. Yes. He has to sleep sitting up. Yeah. So if he lies down, he might just choke and die. Right. And as a fact, actually, the makeup that they used for John Hurt's head, like the, the head makeup, was taken from the cast that was taken after Joseph Merrick's death. So it's yes. exactly like that. Yes, and for some reason they did change it to John Merrick in this, yeah. but his real name was Joe Merrick. Joseph. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we move on to the story, and then we have a little battle between the doctors and the owner. That plays a key part of this story. Mm-hmm. Very interesting and, you know, I, for some reason, I got a feeling a lot of people might think this movie's boring if they're not into it, but it's so fascinating to me, the oh. progression of this movie. Oh, yes. It's just amazing and so heartfelt because this guy is so nice. He's been beat and mistreated and put in cages his whole life. And you just feel this sympathy for him, and it really hurts watching the film. Now, there is another key aspect is that the doctors think he's an imbecile because he doesn't talk. (laughs) They're unsure if he understands what they're saying. Like, he's not even nodding his head. They got to be very careful around him because he runs like a scared cat, I want to say. You know, when you get to an outdoor cat, one that lives in the wild... They're really, they're scared, they're intrepid, they're, what's the word? They're like fierce-like, they're Yeah, they just fierce. won't let, they, yes, they won't they let won't, you anywhere near them. And that's how John Merrick is acting in I mean, this. as fast as he can, right. of course, because he can't be very fast. So a big turn comes in this movie when they realize that he can read and write. Yeah, and not only that, and but he's he intelligent. is, not, not only that, he is very well read. And he loves the theater and he's super courteous and like he is a gentleman. Yes. But the thing is that I'm thinking like if you haven't, first of all, his mouth was severely deformed. Like it wasn't easy for him to talk. And as far as I know, the the real Joseph Merritt had a way more of a hard time talking than John Hurt in, in this character. Well, he did in the beginning, but then he yes. eases up. And that's probably so it's more intelligible in of the movie. Of course, because they cannot do that in a, for a whole movie. Like in real life, he did need an interpreter because it was kind of hard for him to speak. But yeah, I mean, this guy, it's just that if you have been a circus freak for years, not required to speak at all, and you don't really want to, because no, like... It, it's not like your speech is going to be super fluid all at once. Yes. So as you know, we don't cover spoilers here on movies in 4K, just in case you haven't seen it and you want to go into these movies blind and not know what happens. I'm going to tap dance around the rest of the film because it's solely about John Merrick and his life. So there comes another time when the elephant man leaves the hospital And we see more of that owner. And it's some really troubling scenes. And I just want to pick out one. It's one if I think you got to know this film, if you know anything about film, is the line, I'm not an animal, I'm a human being. Yeah. Because this is up towards the end. Yes. This is not in the beginning of the movie. So he is not in the hospital anymore. 
and he's got to make a journey and a lot of people come in contact with him yeah and people and they're act, chasing him yes they act like maniacs i mean he's the only one standing there everybody else is screaming yes, and everything's remember, like oh miss phantom we're back in the 1800s here you got a guy walking through with a bag head like jason identical with one hole cut out that's a little freaky like who is this guy no i understand that i i understand that they are acting like this because of that but i'm just saying people back then oh it would be the same right now phantom you go walk through a bag head through grand central station in new york (laughs) see what happens (laughs) yeah well that's not well nowadays you just have to cough yes i want to talk about just briefly here about Anne Bancroft because she is the only one that treats John totally like he's normal. Even the doctors treat him different and you can see it on their faces and it would be a shock if you've seen somebody like this. So it's hard to tamp down your facial expressions if you were to see something like this or to have to give this guy food like the nurses have to, things like that. Your face is going to make some reactions. But Anne Bancroft plays this famous theater actress, and she wants to meet him, and she's in love with this guy. Like, he's so intelligent. They actually recite a part of Romeo and Juliet together. Mm-hmm. And she was great. I liked oh, her character. Oh, she was beautiful. Like, when, when he was not looking at her, you could see in her face that she felt really sad for this guy Mm -hmm. but the difference was that she felt sad for him she didn't feel pity Pity, exactly you know but like only when he was not looking at her you could see that she was heartbroken for this guy but if he was looking at her it was like smiles and and perfect and and she was i loved her character (laughs) okay and then we're gonna round this off with the ending and all I'm going to say is you get a happy and sad ending at the same time. Yeah, bittersweet. All right, so that's a wrap-up of The Elephant Man. Let's get into the rating and recommendation. I think you already know this is a 10. This is my top 10 favorite movies of all time. And I think it deserves a 10. Yes. I think it's a masterpiece by far, from the camera work to the acting to this freaky elephant sound that runs shivers up my spine every time I see this movie. It's never changed because it has moody music. It has some lighthearted music when things are going good, has circus music, creepy type music when he's getting beat, things like that. And then it has these wailing sounds and hurtful sounds to me. But this is a 10 this is a must own and i gotta say before we get to the 4k part is in the u.s on region one for dvds that's the only way you can buy this it's never been released in the united states on blu-ray now you can get it from out of the country if you have a region free player so your only option to buy this is on dvd or the 4k disc that will play on any north american player all right, Phantom. Okay, before I give my grading, two fun facts about this. The first one, as you may know, but if you don't, you will now. Mel Brooks produced this film, mm-hmm. but he left... The comedy guy, yes, Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah, the Mel Brooks. 
whom I adore. And he purposely left his name out of the credits because he didn't want anyone in the public or anyone to get the wrong idea. Because, I mean, you see Mel Brooks, you think Men in Tights or something like that. Like, it has to be comedy, but this is super Blazing serious. Saddles or... Yeah, yeah, Mer- yeah. The, what's the American history one? History of the world, history, part one yes. and two. Yeah, the, the producer sold Space that Spaceballs stick. with John Candy. <laughs> exactly. So he just decided, no. Now, 1980, there was an uproar because this film didn't get any... Uh, recognition in the Oscars for its makeup because the yes, and we didn't even talk about that but it's phenomenal the category didn't exist oh okay so Makes they sense. did yes they wrote a letter to the academy to ask them to give some recognition to this movie because of because the makeup is incredible I mean I, I cannot put it any other way and not only his it's like everyone like these people look like they were taken directly from the 1800s. Oh yeah, we didn't even touch on today. that. The set design is oh, impeccable. Like Phantom and I both thought the first few times we seen this, this was actually filmed 50 years before it was made. Like it yeah. looks like you're in 1890 but it looks like this movie was made when movies started being made yes. in the 1900s yeah the first time i noticed and and i realized that this was an, a 1980 movie it shocked me to my core because it looks it feels old yes even the acting the way they got their sideburns the hats the clothing everything is top notch yeah i mean the guy that they are operating on in that first scene it's like oh my god like you you say like i wish they could stay in here a little more because that looks amazing so as of the following year because of all of this and they didn't give anything to the elephant man as of the following year they created the category of best makeup good tip that was, I, I, I found that very fascinating. So as we already said, this is also in my top 10 of all time. This is a 10. Like there's no discussion about it. Yes, there are little parts that I'm not entirely crazy about. Like, I don't know. Some of the surreal stuff is not entirely to my liking, but it's part of the movie and it fits. And some of the editing cuts are like also kind of funny to me but whatever it's a it's a a wonderful movie and the acting in this movie is like off the charts good so 10 and if you can please buy this movie all right let's get to the good stuff all right how is that 4k video quality now we got to quantify some things here first 4k First and foremost is known for its wide color gamut, which we are covering on an upcoming tip. So stay tuned for that. But it's about color. It can show more colors. Popping effect. Yeah. You know, the high contrast ratios. And I thought this was very smart of Lee to ask this of us because there is going to be more black and white movies transferred to 4K. There's no doubt. I mean, there's going to be people's best movies of all time that were done in the 30s 40s and 50s and this is a good movie to cover how good is this video quality of black and white phantom before we start i will say we watched 
to compare. We had to compare it because we haven't watched black and white movies for God knows how long. Honeymooners, I rewatched them. <laughs> you know what I mean, Phantom? So, I mean, that's the closest comparison. I've watched them in the last couple of years. But we felt the need. We had to have a side-by-side comparison. So what we did is got the HD ripped version of Elephant Man, and we toggled back and forth on a couple scenes. Yes. So how was that 4K transfer quality? Not even close. It was amazing. Yes. It is so deep. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, like when we were watching the HD, it felt like the black and white movies that I used to watch when I was little. Like you're watching the movie, but there's something in between. Yeah, and it's a little snowy. And yeah, stuff like it's that. like you are th- like the movie is there inside the TV and you are out here just being a spectator. But with the 4K, you felt like you were part of the scene. It's a completely different feel. Plus details. It's of course like there's no such thing as colors here, duh. But like in that scene that we watched the hair of like when you are watching it just in HD, you see him, you know, John Merritt, like he's running and you kind of see his head moving and the hair. But in 4K, you can see every one of his hair follicles. You can see the, the, the hair move when he walks away, like how it is flowing. Yes, and it's, it's just amazing. way more clear and vibrant too, funnily enough. Yeah, you can see the details on the walls, on the stairs, the the faces of the people, the badges of the policemen. I mean, you could see everything. And you can see every gradation of black color too. Exactly. And white looks like true white too, which uh-huh. is funny because black and white what I can remember and during our little composite as comparing both is white wasn't true white and black and white. It always had like a yellowish tinge or it always had a tinge. Or a very, very light gray. But never really white. It was never really white, white. And that really stuck out when we was doing the comparison because we did the bathroom scene where there was white tiles Mm -hmm. and you could see they were white. And on the other version, they had that brownish, yellowish or a grayish tinge. Yes, while not being near as clear, near as in-depth, near as detailed. True. So this is not all a good thing, though, Phantom. And I'm going to put it, there was some really bad grain in some of the scenes. Yes. Very few scenes. I would say of a two-hour movie, probably four to five minutes scenes, intermixed scenes. Yes. Some stock footage that yes, looked very grainy. Footage. Some when they were popping steam up because mm-hmm. they were going through steam yards and stuff like that. Very grainy. And I think they had troubles with certain scenes in this with the actual film because this was converted from the original film into 4K. So if they had problems, if the film was degraded, In certain parts, there wasn't much they could do. They cleaned it up the best they could. But you could tell. Yeah. It's very apparent. So this isn't all 100% great by no means. No, absolutely not. But then there are other scenes. Like there's one of the first scenes in the movie involves fire. Like you can see like some fire. And I 
I was thinking, oh my God, if this had color, this would be popping out of the screen because like it managed to pop in black and white. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. And then some other part of the movie, you see some guy like welding something and you can see the little sparks. Yeah, you see the sparks in the complete darkness. It was beautiful too. Yes, very rich. Like, as you know, 4K thrives on blacks if you have a good TV, that is. Yeah. You know, if you have a cheaper TV, I hate to harken on this, but, you know, you're going to see a lot of bleed through in a movie like this because there's so much black. Yes. And uh, I mean, of course, it is black and white. And funnily enough, in black and white movies, very seldom do you see actual black. (laughs) It's more like many shades of gray. But the blacks that you find in this movie are rich and dark and, and there. They yes, are great. And there's even a Starfield scene in this was I completely forgot. I know. It and looks it so looked so good. Re- it did look really good. And then this like at it some point. It was a point, dream state yes. scenario. And then at some point those stars start to move and you see no like uh how do you call it? Trails. That? No trails or anything. It looks really good. All right, moving on to the audio, which is a DTS 2.0. I know. <laughs> a stereo track. Yes. And I'll just start this. I have never heard it this good. Yeah. Our receiver up converts into Atmos. It's just like if you put in a DVD, our TV up converts into 4K. And I asked Phantom when we started, I said, we can listen to 2.0. It's just a couple settings on the receiver. But no, she wanted to listen to it up converted into all the speakers. It sounds good, but I mean, for a 4K disc, it's a huge letdown. I mean, I can't yes. put it any other way. Yeah, because like some of the bass is really good. Yes, which you never heard back in the day. Yes. I mean, <laughs> you do hear the subwoofer. Yeah, there, there was one scene where the, where the all the plays was kind of vibrating. Also, the music comes out really nicely. And the environment's sound effects are really good. Dialogue sucks. Yes, because you're doing a 2.0, you're not really using your center channel. So that's where all your dialogue comes out in every other movie, even back to Dolby Pro Logic. You know, way back, you have that center channel. So I agree with the Phantom there. It's a mixed bag. I think it should have been watched with the 2.0 track and not up converted because i think that would have made it more intelligible phantom but it's still a downer when we're talking about grading we gotta go with the best of the best to the worst of the worst and i don't care it's an older movie and stereo was the thing at the time when they're converting these movies and they want more money out of you to buy the same movie you bought before or you're spending more because it's a 4K disc, you want them to put in the time to at least give us a 5.1 Dolby Digital. I was actually shocked with that. This disc is expensive, people out there. This is one of the most expensive ones for one movie only. But now we got to get to the special features, Phantom, which there is tons of. So what do we got? On the Blu-ray discs, not the 4K. All right. We have archival interviews with Lynch, John Hurt, producers Mel Brooks and Jonathan Sanger. 
director of photography Freddie Francis, stills photographer Frank Connor, and makeup artist Christopher Tucker. Props to him because he was amazing. Audio recording from 1981 of an interview and Q&A with Lynch at the American Film Institute. The Terrible Elephant Man Revealed, a 2001 documentary about the film. Trailer and radio spots. English subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing. Plus, a booklet featuring excerpts from an interview with Lynch from the 2005 edition of filmmaker and writer Chris Rodley's book, Lynch on Lynch and an 1886 letter to the editor of the London Times concerning Joseph Merrick, the Elephant Man, by Francis Colin Cargum, chairman of the London Hospital at the time, and more. Okay, she talked about a book. There was two versions released of this this year. One was the Steel Book, which we have, which does not come with the book. Exactly. There's another version that comes with the book and a little pop-out thing of the the cathedral yes he is a artist of sorts too so it has the cathedral that he overlooks out the hospital he can't see it all that he actually does by artistry yeah <laughs> creativity let's put it yeah he's using he his imagination mm -hmm. yes he only sees the top part so you do have the options of two versions there and i think they're both the same price like i said they're already sold out you got to get it on the used market If you want the 4K disc now, it's out there everywhere. It's at a premium Phantom. So, grade time. What Ooh. are you going to grade our 4K black and white movie Phantom? This am, is tricky, I want to yes, say, too. Yes, I am going to rate it C+. Wow, me too. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. I sat and thought about this for a good five minutes. You know, while we was comparing it, And, you know, with a 4K TV, with it not being in color, you're losing half of the appeal. But by no means have you seen a black and white movie as good as this. And I can detailed. say that. Yes. And basically, I mean, the only reason I am not giving it a higher grade is because obviously, as you mentioned, there are some scenes where the grain is really visible. It's really there. Like they it's really almost had like trouble over with that. Grain. I think that's where the film footage was damaged, actually. Probably, yes. And the sound, because the dialogue was really, really hard for me to distinguish at times. So I'm sorry, like, but it is above average. And I do think if you can, it is worthy of having the 4K. So it's going for minimum right now, 75 bucks. Is that still worthy, Phantom? Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you really can or want to have this movie, if you can afford it, yes. Because really, it's a completely different thing from seeing it in any other way. Okay. Up on the website, and you're listening to me now, I'm going to say that the 4K disc is worthy. Personally, I don't think it's worthy to spend that kind of money. Now, here in America, you can only get this on DVD, not even Blu-ray. I think it's fine, honestly. I mean, it looks great on 4K. It's not really a movie. There's no action in this movie. There's no science fiction. There's no flying in space scenes. It's a drama It's basically dialogue and characters interacting with other characters. It looks great. I'm glad that I have the steel book 
because I know I could resell it more than I bought it because this is highly wantable movie at this present moment because this is a Studio Canal release and they only release them in Europe. I think it's three countries, uh, Britain, Germany, and... Um, the Netherlands? The Netherlands or something like that. So, which they're all in the same um, region. Or France. Or, uh, yes, well, France. France. I think it was France, right. But they're all in the same region. Now, just remember out there, if you do buy this 4K editions, the Blu-rays will not play here unless you got a region-free player. So, you will not be able to ask to watch the Blu-ray or the special features. So, there's another tick down because this is only a region, whatever region Europe is in, it's locked. I think it's region B. But remember, with our tip, the 4K can be watched anywhere in the world. So this is very tricky. And since, you know, we only covered one movie for Lee, I'm going to say in general, Lee, I would like to cover this for him and for anybody else interested in the black and white 4K versions. I'm going to say generally, unless it's one of your favorite movies and you have to have the need to watch the very best that it could be seen, that's the only time they're going to be worthy. And this was done amazing. The Phantom and I switching back and forth from the Blu-ray version to the 4K, our jaws were dropping. But even knowing that, I personally don't think, unless it's a classic of yours and you must or you're a collector, you must have the very best because just look at the Phantom and I's rating. It's C+, and that's in compared to what 4K can do on a whole. Yeah. You know, it's definitely richer. It definitely is cleaner. It definitely, the detail's better. But this disc also, they really did nothing with the sound, which really hurts Mm -hmm. the overall grade. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that, Lee Warner. That's out there for you and all you other fans, these bonus episodes. So don't forget, new episode every Thursday for the rest of the year of 2020. For Lady Phantom and Bill Shetty, we will catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Movies in 4K.